welcome. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Source Wheel Podcast, where we explore spirituality and the many ways humans express it and experience it. I'm your host, Charles Royston. In this episode, Noelle and I are continuing our journey through the chakras with crystals, and we are at the heart. We are in the heart. And it becomes so clear after doing this that the heart is another brain, really the sacral, the heart, and, and, the, and the, the brain, they're all major centers in the body. And the center of emotion really comes through in this episode. Hope you enjoy. Right. Welcome, Noel. We're on the heart chakra, and um, we've been meditating every day for now 12 days. And you and I both have been sharing every three days, and there's just so much that happens in between. There's every day lately I've been wanting to reach out and connect with you, and it's almost torture to wait until three days because so much happens. And you, you are someone who I really enjoy sharing these intimate kind of intrapsychic moments because you, you also then in turn will turn around and share with me what's going on with you. I like that we're deep humans. Yeah. I, I appreciate that as well. Yeah. There's, there are very few people that I can really open up to and, and be understood in the, in this kind of fashion, you know, dealing with these kind of things. So I really appreciate it. Yeah. And I imagine that our listeners, that's you out there in listener, listener world, um, are also deep individuals looking for more depth and, and deep connections. So thank you for being you. We're going to uh, share taking turns. Um, I've asked Noel to go first. I can't remember which order we were in, but I'll make sure to go first next time. Um on day one of the heart, uh, which stone did you choose and what were your reflections? For day one of the heart, I chose a green kyanite crystal and uh, I sat with it. I, I wore it uh, near my chest on, uh, on a locket. So I would always have it around that area for that day. Mm. And it was... It was a really relaxing day um, when I had this crystal with me, and I I wrote down some things that I that I came across as I sat in meditation. So I'll read you a bit of what I wrote on my journal. Great. Um, so I began by sitting with the crystal and placing it on my chest, you know, having it on my that around the heart chakra area and I began to breathe and and I waited and since doing these meditations it's it's become very exciting and uh almost it's nothing new but it's also uh kind of uh like what's going to happen next what's going to happen today you know yeah and it's I never know so sometimes it's not much sometimes it's a lot um 
so as I, as I sat down, I began to just breathe and I began to notice uh, how silent the street suddenly became where I live. And then slowly I began to, um, I began to hear the wind and the wind chimes and the sound of someone down the street hammering away. And when the silence broke, I felt my chest beating and, and I focused on, on my chest and how it felt like a, like a drum beat uh, inside of me. And I felt that, that beating in my chest and my face all the way down to my extremities, that same pulse. Um, and it made me think about sound and silence. And I saw how silence and sound aren't really opposites and Perhaps silence has some kind of reverberation. And when I find myself in these states where it feels like it's everywhere at all times, and perhaps we don't hear it be because we always have something to compare it to, mm. whether it be wind chimes or a dog barking or whatnot. And I just kind of felt like perhaps silence was the original sound, you know, the, the all sound. And we can't hear it because it's always on. Mm. Or, or we become numb to it but it is it is and i feel like other people who have gone into a very deep state of of, of re relaxation or meditation or whatever um can relate to this deafening sort of silence just the feeling of a, a very loud you know almost you know loud silence of how how powerful it can be and the yeah the somethingness of nothingness yes exactly um and then and then i kind of just got out got out of meditation and and, uh, and i went to write that down and and i stayed with that idea the whole day as i went on with my day so that was my day one for the heart chakra and i imagine that we spend a lot of our days actually in silence but not considering it silence because there's so much sound and yet I, I pictured you walking around not talking and every time you're not talking you're maintaining silence even though the world is loud and I just think that would be a fun meditative way to walk through a day I thought it was interesting that you said sometimes it's not much and sometimes it's a lot um, because that was my day one and day two <laughs> I do relate to the anticipation we've been building a momentum and any day could be the day where we get some sort of insight or we get some deep communication some divination or some insight you know some insight some some gift in meditation the gifts of meditation come when they come like the muse of the artist comes when it comes and for day one i had a lot of anticipation i had really built up i'm i'm a lover I'm a lover of love and I was getting so excited about the hot heart chakra. And what ended up happening was <laughs> I laid down, I chose a gorgeous polished palm stone of Malachite. One of my first loves in the, in the mineral world. And I laid it on my chest and I felt nothing. I felt it's interesting. The parallels, I wasn't focusing on the sound but I was focusing on feeling sensation and thought and I felt nothing. I felt this nothingness that at first felt like 
something was wrong here because I was expecting so much something. And yet it was also very peaceful. It was the peace that surpasses understanding. It was just the presence of nothingness, no thingness. And not even my body felt like a thing. I just felt this nothingness. And then I fell asleep. And I don't know, I don't know how long I slept. And I don't know what happened in my sleep. But I woke up um, a, a while later thinking, oh, no, I don't have anything to write down for my day one. <laughs> and, then I, and then my next thought was, well, okay, that was a good meditation. And uh, I'm, I'm sure it did what it needed to do for me. I wish I knew. <laughs> and uh, so for day one, I really had a, a kind of a beautiful deep dive beyond consciousness. I like that. It makes sense in its own way, you know? Yeah. It's like, um, I've had that happen to me as well. So, um, I'll, set a, I'll set a goal and be like, tomorrow I'm going to sit down, I'm going to meditate, or I'm going to do this other activity, and I'm going to meditate actively. And then just in having that that uh expectation is it's what ruins or makes me feel (laughs) it ruins the the experience because i'm i'm hoping for something i'm looking for it i'm waiting for it and what if whatever it is that's coming to you is not shaped in the way that you think it is and then you totally miss it i mean you still get it like like perhaps you incorporated something in that in that that moment when you fell asleep and you can't remember it but it's still working on you somehow i believe that yeah yeah it's funny how that is (laughs) let's move on to day two okay so for day two i chose a chrysocolla and malachite mix Um, and i was pulled to this stone uh, from past experiences because i woke up that day and my body was in pain and it was tense and because sometimes when, when I sleep I I tense up and I, I I don't realize that I'm doing it and I wake up in pain and I was naturally pulled to chrysocolla and malachite uh, because in the past it's helped me um, I don't know with with that stone I feel it almost like a um, like a physical band-aid or something like it helps me heal on the physical term um and even though you know i was intending to use it for a more uh emotional um like for an emotional aspect to meditate with the attention was completely on my 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 body and how much pain i was in Mm. um so it just made me realize as I was sitting in meditation, I could, I, all I could focus was how how much pain I was feeling in my neck and in my legs. Um, how important it is to take care of your body and to listen to it. And, you know, it's a system and it's always sending you signals of what it needs you to do. And that was a kind of a wake up call to to really you know take care of myself a little better and become aware of uh habits you know that I that I have that don't help me um so that day was a very 
felt like a very humbling day of feeling in pain all day and and uh just feeling feeling the pain you know not trying to ignore it but just feeling it and letting it go through me Hmm. i've had days that was my yeah that was my day too i've had days like that where i've been guilty of ignoring the communication of my body and 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 what it takes for the body to finally get heard is to humble myself or to be humbled i should say i didn't i'm not doing the humbling my body is doing it by having an ache that's so great that i cannot continue ignoring it yeah. i relate i relate to that yeah the body knows yeah so my day two i this was the first time i had continued with a stone instead of replaced it i felt like because there might have been a message that i got or might have been work that had been done out of consciousness i thought if i brought the malachite again um perhaps there could be work that continued or was finished or maybe secretly i was hoping to to eavesdrop on the work that was done (laughs) <laughs> and so that I could I could learn about what happened. Um, you wanna you wanna eavesdrop on yourself? Yeah, yeah. You dropping eaves? <laughs> yeah, dropping eaves. <laughs> Just I yeah, like I'm I'm laying on the roof, hanging on to the eaves, listening <laughs> on the porch as while my selves talk, <laughs> so I can catch a glimpse of what I missed when I was when I was out, and and I also chose this time to lay on our meditation table so my wife who does crystal reiki um, has a table that's distinctly set up in our bedroom when she has a client over for um, treatments and since Mm -hmm. the table was set up already I decided to jump up on the table and I have only been on that table when I'm I'm there for treatment so I have an association a meditative uh, uh, an open channel association with that table and and i think this aided my meditation this day because i dropped in with the malachite on my chest right in the center this wonderful groove in my sternum representing my cradle my heart and and i started to just drop in ever so slowly into my breath and then i had this i had this guided meditation moment where I, I was both me and I was me guiding myself through a meditation uh, that I've, done, I've guided others before through. And I don't know if I'm communicating this very well. Maybe I'll find out. Maybe I'll record. Th- you know what I'll do is that I'll record this meditation as a bonus episode and offer it for our listeners to, to, to be a guided meditation into the heart chamber. And I did this, I guided myself through it. I walked into the heart chamber and what I noticed there was these just blobs of energy is the best way I can put it. They didn't have physical form, but they had energy form, presence form, and they filled the heart chamber and they were all representative. Each one was representative of the love that exists in every relationship that I have. And so it was overwhelming at first to, to feel how full the heart chamber felt. 
and so full of loving relationships that I began to weep. I began to feel so overwhelmed with love and the feeling of being loved that tears started welling up slowly and patiently, one at a time leaking out of my eyes, dripping down my temples because I was laying down and then doing this Plinko kind of meandering through the follicles of hair and my temples and then down into my over my ears and just so beautiful and such a such an oh, exquisite experience and then i felt a, a kind of a dark element come in and it was a hurt in a relationship that i'm feeling right now it was one relationship that feels hurt and it was threatening to sour the entire chamber and I immediately started to panic thinking, how did I let that in? How did I let that in? And then almost, I didn't tell them to do it, but of their own volition, all the kind of energy blebs of love got together and started, they don't have hands, so they weren't holding hands, but just started getting together and forming bonds. Kind of the way if you would blow a bunch of bubbles and they got together and formed like these geometric hexagonal shapes all connecting they kind of did this thing where they formed together and then started to lift up that hurt and that hurt got lifted all the way to the top and then lifted right out and it was the most amazing visualization visceral visualization of how my heart chakra chamber works when i'm being intentional when i'm when i'm residing in my heart I could see how it would work if I wasn't present. And if I wasn't there is that little teeny hurt would take over and sour the whole thing. But when I'm present, all the love from all my relationships comes together and, and really lifts up the hurt so that it can be seen, supported, and then transmuted. Um, and then I just laid there after that push, pushing the hurt out, um, moment i just laid and laid and laid in a deep and peaceful meditation just enjoying the tears on my face just enjoying the raw open sometimes um causing my breath to convulse you know when you're when you're weeping sometimes it's really overtaking and there's just that <sighs> kind of a feeling um yeah. And, and I just loved the feeling of the raw emotion. I felt very, very safe to be vulnerable. And then I just laid there. I laid there for as long as I possibly could. I think it was a, one of the longest meditations I've had yet. And, and then I, I walked out of my heart chamber after I closed it all up safely. And, and then I gave gratitude. I gave thanks for all the loving relationships where I've felt loved or felt an opportunity that my love makes a difference. Um, and then, you know, just slowly walked the path back up to quote reality and then uh, ended my meditation. And that was the moment, Noel, when I wanted to call you so bad and talk to you about meditations in the heart chakra on day two, I couldn't wait until day three, but I ended up, I ended up waiting and, and here we are. So I'm, I was very excited to share this with you and our listeners. Yeah, I'm man. I'm really glad you you showed that. I, I would love to see. I would love to see you uh, draw or paint those that bubble that you were talking about. 
because I have an image of what it was you uh, you were describing, but I would like to see how you see it. So maybe you can you can show me one day. Well, all right. How about we? I got the, I got this image right now of us sitting back to back, and we set a timer and we're like, okay, go, and we each draw, and then when the timer's oh, up, cool. we, and when the timer's <laughs> up, we turn and show each other. I have a pretty strong visualization of what my heart chamber looks like, and it's kind of velvety, and it has almost a black light, neon glowing energy to it. And it's very plush. There's lots of wonderful thrones to sit on. And is there shag carpet? It's not shag. It's not. It's not straight. <laughs> it's not straight seventies. Uh, but but the, the, there's something about the significance of of plush red velvet for me. About that seems so royal. And the sitting on that is. It, you don't sit on it every day to watch The Simpsons. You sit on that when you when you're when you're feeling special, you're being seen and you're being really cherished and validated and 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 that to me is sacred. So I, I have very specific visualizations so for that. I like I like that description of the of the heart throne. Oh, it's so beautiful. All right. So day three is today actually. So tell me how today's meditation was for you. Well, today's meditation um, I, I was thinking about it in the morning, like what, what stone would felt like felt good to work with. And, you know, so when I woke up, I just had my tea and just let it pop into my head. And right before I left for work, I saw on my altar, uh, a piece of spodumene, which has a, which is like a very light light color it has both kunzite and hiddenite so it's like a bicolored spodumene crystal nice big chunk too so it was, it was perfect to just lay on on my chest as i meditated um and to have in my pocket um as i was uh working and so for this meditation i you know i sat down and centered myself and I could really I could already feel that um, this stone was working its magic on me and and when I and also a thing I want to describe or to get across is that when at least I can speak for myself for this that when I'm when I'm speaking about like the the energies of a stone or, or the magic of a stone it's purely what I sense from it you know, so, you know, everybody has their, their feelers on different levels. Um, I know you and I have, are like at a, at a, like almost similar level and mm -hmm. we approach it differently, but, you know, we're very sensitive uh, people in that regard. So when I picked the stone up, I already knew that I was going to go, I was going to go deep and I was going to get taught a lesson or, or, or a reminder of something. I just knew. So when it came to me, I I wasn't surprised <laughs> um, with what it made me feel. And so when I started, when I sat down and, and meditated, I instantly was reminded like of this memory, which is one of my one of my one of my most fondest memories. Uh, when I was um, I think seven years old or so, seven eight something like that. Of of my mom and 
she was it was like it was during an evening i think in the summer and she had just finished you know like making dinner and everything and she was very tired and she just laid laid down on the couch to take a nap and my brothers were off playing with their toys or something and i was just in the living room um just playing by myself and i remember seeing her uh, sleeping on the couch and and i remember just looking at her and just realizing how how tired she was and and i remember looking down to to the coffee table and i remember seeing uh two rings two or three rings like basically the the only jewelry that she had were these rings and she had taken them off and left them on the table and i was just looking at the rings and i was just gazing at them and and i picked one up and i like i picked it up and turned it to me and i was looking at it and then i just set it back down and then something inside of me made me go made me think like no i'm gonna i'm gonna because i had turned it and it wasn't exactly the same as it as it had been left Mm -hmm. so then i put it i turned it back to exactly the way that I found it. It was almost like I had turned the dial and then I wanted to turn it right back to where it was originally. I'm with you. And some somehow in my in my in my mind or in my heart or whatever, um, it made some sense to me to put it back because I don't know how to explain this uh, correctly, but when I touched it, it, it made me see that when when we touch something we we leave our like our essence in it or on it and by me not putting it back to the to the the correct position that i found it in i was messing that up Mm -hmm. i wanted to leave it intact because then that having it like that still represented her energy and so then i put it i was putting i was putting it back and um and I just, I didn't want to disturb that. I wanted to keep it as it was because she had touched it and it was special. That's what made it special. And I just remember seeing her and just really appreciating everything that she was doing for my family. And I felt a type of appreciation that I think as a kid, I didn't understand because it was it was an appreciation that I didn't really understand until I was older. Mm-hmm. I was feeling it as a, as a young child. And to me, the way that I translated it was this feeling of just immense love and, and, and gratitude. And every time I think about that memory, it just, it makes me, it makes me tear up. So when I came out of the meditation, I found out that, as I opened my eyes, everything was blurry because I had been tearing up. And and I'm glad that, that I can feel that strongly because I feel that feeling in that, in that way makes me appreciate the people that I have in my life and the people that I love that much more. Wow. And even though I can sometimes feel like it's so painful because... Like, have you ever loved somebody so much that it it hurts, but in such a good way? Uh, yeah, I have kids. <laughs> yeah, 
but you know how feeling that as a kid and not having like imagine yourself as a kid as a little charles and um feeling the amount of love you feel for your kids but as a child yeah and not being able not being able to really make sense of it other that other than just feeling it and it kind of brought me back to that to that time in my life um and i just felt so great so so grateful that i just wish i could you know leave work and, and go give my mom a hug uh, well i'm sure you've delivered that hug now yeah <laughs> i did i did yeah. when i when i got back um and then so as i left the meditation i was still feeling this 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 sensation and and it made me made me think of something that we had i had just talked to you uh, talked to you about i think last time i saw you um about a manner that i a, a way that i use uh to deepen like appreciation for someone mm-hmm. because of uh you know becoming so sometimes it's easy to become a little jaded when somebody's around you all the time you forget to tell them you appreciate them that you love them um, because we take people for granted you know yeah Um, so i remember talking to you about the well basically when i sometimes meditate i will get into that space and i'll you know i'll see what i see and feel what i feel but Sometimes people from my life, the image of them pops into my into my mind. And I think about how it would be to not have them around anymore and how much pain that would cause. And I end up really mourning them mm-hmm. as if they're not there. And having that that deep amount of pain because while, while while I'm feeling this, I'm I'm really actively feeling this this grief of not having them around, even though I'm I'm sitting in meditation and they might be on the other in the other room. But I go through it. I, I really put myself through through this on purpose. Um, because when I come out of it, I realize I can't be waiting to tell these people how much they mean to me. I need to tell them every day. And so this I've done this uh, many times, and every time I come out of it, I feel that much. I feel like that the the amount of space in my chest or in my heart, you know, and my ability to love expands, and I'm able to to deepen that well in my heart to to more people. So every time I come out of it, I I make sure to remind myself to always let them know how much they mean to me, and and you know not not just to tell them but to show them and because i don't want to when the day comes that they're no longer there physically that i might i might feel regret in that i never told them how much they mean to me how much how awesome they are what what kind of work they're doing with themselves and their lives and how much they matter to me and to other people and i don't want that yeah if and if and when you know the people that I love pass away. I don't want to feel that regret that a lot of people end up feeling when they lose someone. Like I never said this to them. I never, I wish I would have changed this. I wish I would have, whatever, whatever. Yeah. 
in this process of of mourning someone in meditation that I do, um, I'm able to come out of it a little bit more grateful for them because it feels like you're having a second chance. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had a second chance with my dad um, who, who passed in 2007 and it was very sudden and at his funeral services, the difference between my experience of mourning him and my siblings experience was a difference like you describe. I had done a lot of work on my relationship with my dad. I had really efforted and turned toward and struggled and transmuted and, and grown so close to him that I had been able to express my, all of it, everything with him. And my other siblings didn't do that. And because his death was sudden, they had that, oh, I should have, should have, would have, could have kind of an experience. And Yeah, exactly. And if my siblings are ever listening to this podcast, know that I love you and I hold you um, in fond fondness and, and I love you. And I've said that more to the people that I love since that experience, because it was a it was a humbling experience to see the difference, to see how much I how much closer I was to celebrating and gratitude a relationship that was versus longing, regretting, wishing and uh, it's profound. So I hope that is a reminder for our listeners too to grab somebody that they love and and bring their bring their however you need to do it, whether it's like Noel or or another way, just be able to express that gratitude. Yeah, and it can be tough. It can be tough to to tell somebody that you know that you love them, how much they mean to you, because not everybody is. I don't know. Not everybody can express it the same or in the same in the amount that they wish to and have that love accepted which is another a whole other topic um yeah but i would say i would suggest just try your best in in showing that because all that you know all that love that we don't express is the pain that you end up feeling over and over again. Ooh, say that again uh, um the what did I say? Something about um, unex- unexpressed the love. love being pain. Oh, the 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 love that you don't express ends up being the pain that you continue to feel all, over and over wow. again. Whether it be lifetime or you know, if you if you uh, believe in reincarnation, you know that kind of stuff ends up following you. It's the kind of pain you keep on feeling lifetime after lifetime, and you keep make, getting into those cycles of of unfulfilling that love. Wow. Well, thanks for deepening it more than just repeating it. I could have always just um, used the gifts of editing and, <laughs> and played it a second time, <laughs> done one of those wur, 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 rewind sounds and, <laughs> and played it again. But I love that concept. What a gift, what an encouragement to express love so that it doesn't end up being pain I think the other thing that's present for me is what a gift expressed love can be for the other. I mean, my love language is words of affirmation. So I love being told that I'm loved. So maybe (laughs) like you were saying, it's differently expressed for different people. So maybe doing the love languages assessment and finding out what, 
what's the way that you express love. So for my wife, it's acts of service. And so I'll offer to do something for her, um, knowing that that's how she feels loved. Whereas it doesn't, it doesn't do as much for her to, for me to just say it, um, which baffles me. But now that I understand that people are different and they experience and express love differently, that's been very helpful for me uh, in my relationship as well as all of my understandings about how not everybody's like me. Not everybody gets fulfilled by saying, saying it and hearing the words, I love you. I haven't done my day three yet, and I think we're there. Are we there? Or is there anything else for you on your day three? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry for throwing that. Oh, I love the there, tangent. But... I love it. Absolutely. I just want, I almost felt like I was ramping up to end the podcast. And then I realized that I still had <laughs> a little bit to share. And it's only a little bit. And it was beautiful. And I um, chose Amazonite, my largest and deepest colored Amazonite from Colorado. And it's a rough piece and about the size of a plum. And I laid it on my heart and I chose not to get up on the meditation table. I just laid on my bed, laid it on the heart and just dropped right back in. Even though it was a whole day had passed from my last meditation, I dropped right back in to that peace that surpasses understanding that deep and beautiful, infinite field of peace. And then I started to feel like, okay, I got mine who can I give this to? And I spent the rest of that meditation in what's called a meta meditation, M-E-T-T-A. I'll, I'll put a link to, to some information about that in the podcast and, and just had a, had a kind of, um, I don't know, in old cartoons, you know, the way they depict sonar as these like concentric circles coming out small from a whale or something. And, and, and then, and then like expanding and traveling, like, I have that imagery as I'm saying, may all beings be at peace. May all beings be safe. May all beings be happy. And just the kind of almost the mantra of sending that out as these sonar waves out to the world and just knowing that me sending them out, trusting that they're going to find who's suffering, who's lonely, who's needing some relief, who's needing some peace, who's needing some connection some contentment just sending out you know as they say good vibes <laughs> literally good vibe i'm <laughs> sending out waves of, of positivity from my heart chamber just wherever they're needed just knowing that i have a feel i have a sense of being fulfilled in this in this now moment and 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 and, I, and in my abundance tapping into the infinite field i can send it out to people who are feeling disconnected from it hoping that they find the signal that they can tune into the frequency that they can drop into their heart and be present to the gratitude, be present to the peace, the love that exists. And, and so for me, it was a very um, simple meditation and a very generous um, meditation. Me just caring about others felt really good for me. So in, in a way it's not altruism um, because I get to feel good about who I am and what I'm doing in the world. And, and that felt that felt right. I've I've been so, I've been so blessed by so many loving relationships. I am still blessed by so many loving relationships that um, maybe I can be a beacon of love for others. And that felt right. Yeah, I, I, I for me, Alice, you, you are 
someone who is a, a type of beacon. Um, I don't know how many times I've been in a in a bit of a mood, and I just feel like I just feel like crap. And you know, we've just met up. We go to Lapidary, and all of a sudden, <laughs> I don't feel like that anymore. No. So you know, I I really appreciate that, and 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 I love that. What I appreciate, one of the things that I appreciate about you is that you don't actively like seek to like uplift my spirit or anything. You're just there with me, and just you being you makes mm. that same essence come out of me, or it makes me remember that I that that I also feel other ways, you know? And I always, I always love that. I always thank love you. That you. So, well, thank you, you know, I love to hear that. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and for me, what it, it's like, it's the way I want to be seen. And the, the mantra for me is you're worthy of love just as you are. You don't have to be, you can be crap and I still love you. And, and I, I don't want to be fixed and changed. I don't want to, I don't want people to, rush to help me out of my mood i just want to be loved with whatever mood i'm in so i try to do that and thanks for reflecting that back to me um let's see so we're moving on into the throat chakra and i didn't even realize i'd done this today but as soon as i was done with my heart meditation the first pocket rock i reached for is my aquamarine and I realized that that now <laughs> that that stone has chosen itself for my tomorrow meditation. So I'm looking I'm looking forward to that. And of course, I hope our listeners are staying with us for all of these episodes. Um, it seems that they are. There's this um, consistent um, number of plays on every episode so far that we've released in this series. And 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 part of that gratitude I'm feeling for you and for my love relationships. I'm feeling for that support uh, among our listeners. Well, let's, let's wrap, let's wrap this one up here. And uh, thank you again, everyone, everyone everywhere. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna end here. And uh, like I said, I'll, I'll drop a bonus episode, um, a guided meditation into the heart chamber. And, uh, and then we'll see you for the throat chakra. Okay, thanks for joining us for the episode on the heart, in the heart. Next, we move to the throat chakra. Hope you join us.